And welcome back to another episode of Concerns. It's your boy Eli. It's me, Joe. And we're here to talk about Andor episode. Was it four? We are episode four. Yes. Damn, it feels it feels a lot faster. Then we they get like we got like a huge. We we got hit with a lot of uh, a lot in episode uh, one to three. Just a, just an explosion of uh, uh, Andor. A literal explosion. And <laughs> um, there's also the new episode of She Hulk, which is one of, is going to be going out as one of my favorite episodes so far. But yeah, we're going to be talking about those two episodes right now. Uh, we'll start off with Andor, because A comes before S, so yeah. It also came out a day bef- uh, before the She-Hulk episode, so... Sure, if you want to go with that. I mean, I'm just saying. Uh, but yeah, so this episode of Andor, we pick up more or less where we uh, left mm-hmm. off um, with... I gotta forget the guy's name. Uh, Cassian? No, not Cassian. I know who Andor is. Yeah. The, 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 the dude who saved them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, those two together. Yeah, and he essentially sort of, like, you know, he's like, I have a job for you, you mm-hmm. know? Because uh, we, we see Cassian is very sort of, like, mm-hmm. uh, I think we talked about it in the previous episode. He's a bit, uh, not nihilistic. Um, he He's very, like, um, yeah, this is the way life is. I'm not going to, like try and do anything to it yeah it's like he's it's better to like live you know yeah to like do what did you want to do rather than like worry about having to fight the empire and stuff and he's very and you know uh yeah he's very confronted sort of like hey listen all right you hate you know like listen even if you say all that stuff you don't believe it mm-hmm. you've been fighting the empire constantly and he even has a very poignant line which is uh interesting Given how, you know, Cassian's life sort of goes up being like, listen, you're going to die fighting, you know, the Empire. (laughs) Why not do it while doing something, you know, useful? And some would argue fighting the Empire is useful. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's 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 kind of funny that he says that, knowing uh, the trajectory of uh, where yeah. his, where his story is going. But also, it just like uh, installs the fact that what we talked about, and that he... Kind of has to do it to survive, but also like one, it's a it's a cause worth fighting for, you know. Also, I just quickly looked it up. It's Luthen. Luthen, because he's played by uh, mm-hmm. uh, Stalin, Stalin, uh, St- Starsgrad, Skarsgard, Skarsgard. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's one a- of the Skarsgard brothers. Yeah. So it's obviously um, that that's again like he's trying to give them like a life lesson, and he's trying to get them to get them to work with these people, and essentially that becomes a whole episode for Andor. Side plot is essentially that of, you know, more of the bureaucracy that goes into the empire. Yeah, which is kind of funny because I'm I know I just now noticed that there's two actors from Game of Thrones, <laughs> like uh, the the uh, the new guy whose name I'm, I'm blanking out on the the old man. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a role in, in in Game of Thrones. He was the sort of like the high sept, sort of this religious. Ne- no, 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 that's not him. I was gonna say, isn't he uh, the Lannister dad? No, no, no. That's not. That's that's another. You're thinking of a different character. Oh, okay, okay. Of a different actor, but no, he's the he's this like science dude who's like been banned from like the 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 group because he's like, you're a little crazy, man. You literally freaking signed this man. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I, yeah, he does look familiar. Yeah, and then the uh, the the former guy in charge. You know the the story. The guy's story who was following whose name I'm forgetting. Uh, yeah, uh, let me look it up real quick. I think it's, they say it, like, the cam or something. Yeah, yeah, that guy, his, his appear was also in the Game of Thrones. He was, uh, 
the the guy in charge of uh the army of the veil but yeah uh no those two it just kind of it just threw me off for something like oh shit we got like two game of thrones lumps in here um but yeah no uh, his is more of like okay um yeah you fucked up but you're you're not in the wrong but you fucked up <laughs> yeah yeah it's a <laughs> It's sort of like what the his his superior was mm-hmm. hoping wasn't gonna happen because you know it's like hey if the empire sees all the stuff we're doing they're mm-hmm. gonna be like you know what, you guys are clearly incompetent and don't know what you're doing we'll handle this and it's like he's like yeah you know this is like what the third incident and this time this is the worst of the bunch yeah no mm-hmm. we're, this this whole area is under now under imperial control you you guys can go home we're not firing you. But just let you know, we're we're gonna give you a slap on the wrist. Yeah, you know it's like this is our this is our turf now. Uh, you, you don't don't worry about it anymore. Don't don't, don't worry about it at all. Yeah, <laughs> but like um, essentially, we get a little bit of the house. I I think the old boy lives with his mom. Yeah, I think that's what that was because or he, he has like, to go live with his mom now. Yeah, <laughs> which I'm gonna be honest, it's just a very. I don't know. It's just kind of funny. It puts things into perspective. Does it? Well, I mean, for him, maybe. You mm-hmm. know, it's like he was, you know, trying to go up on this ranks of this security mm-hmm. detail, only to, like, be responsible for a bunch of casualties. And then he sort of has to go back to living with his mom. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you know, it's just like, well, shit, how did I get up here? How did this, how did my life get this way? Yeah, no, that's that is kind of funny, but but essentially, like uh, that's the B plot, but it's also just it it's kind of gearing up to uh to more big events. Um, how do you feel about Andor so far? Now that we've been watching four episodes of this show, I like I, I think I said it in our when we talked about the first three episodes. I really like it. Um, it it, it is I think a truly different take on mm-hmm. Star Wars universe. Uh, just seeing, you know, that sort of grassroots rebellion kind of, like, gritty stuff that we probably saw in Rogue One that I think a lot of people liked about that. And so we're getting to see, explore more of that here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I just really like it. I like, like all the characters, you know. Especially since, uh, I do like how uh, Luthen has this sort of, like, double life of being, like, uh, it seems to be right, like, right, right. That was that was the that was the big twist at the end. Yeah, where he's he's uh living on Coruscant, being this museum collector kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like he sells like a bunch of antiques, and he has an antique shop, and he meets Bond Martha. You know. Yeah. And you know, like that's that's his connection to like getting funding to help this resistance and stuff, mm-hmm. the rebellion. And she's literally just like, I can't really trade. You know, I can't really you know transfer money right now like they're on to me i think mm-hmm. and it's like hey listen all right i need to you know i got you know a bunch of different groups all doing things we all we need the money to get this you know keep keep this rolling right because like the i, I, I guess like i think it goes back to what you were saying like the interesting part of this show is seeing the the different like uh net perspectives but like points of like where you could say the rebellion started how the rebellion has been working? How's the rebellion has been able to fund themselves throughout this whole endeavor? Yeah, because I mean, again, there's like definitely clear different points. I mean, Saw Guerrero's group, I think, was always like self-funded because it's like 
you know, even once we get to Rogue One, he's a very uh, mm-hmm. controversial figure. Yeah, he's kind of crazy. Yeah, he's a, he's a bit of a loon. Yeah. So, yeah, there's definitely, you know, the rebellion is, you know, doesn't, I think, truly become like a homogenous thing until, you know, episode four, mm-hmm. basically, when they finally, when, you know, they get that really big victory destroying the Death Star and stuff. That's when it's like, okay, this is us. This is the rebellion. So in the early years, it's just a bunch of different factions of like rebels mm. doing their own thing. Some of them getting funding from uh, senators and, and the uh, imperial senate, and then others are just straight up like, yeah, we're just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> let's just let's just anarchy, crazy. man. Yeah. So you know, I, I do like this sort of look of like, all right. Here's Luthen and like, and to an extent, Cassian sort of version of the rebellion, where they're funded by, secretly funded by, uh, imperial senators who do not like, you know, the way things are, mm-hmm. and stuff. And then here we have, you know, we're probably because I mean, Saw Gerrera is going to show up. We know mm-hmm. that for a fact. Um, so we're going to get that other side of like, yeah, no, these are just a bunch of crazy guys who have, you know, uh, legitimate beliefs. It's just that they take things a little too far. Just a little too far. A little too far. (laughs) So, you know, I think that's going to be the neat part, especially Mm. if we are getting a second season and stuff as well. Yeah. To see that whole develop. What's interesting so far about Andor is, again, the fact that we are seeing, like, his... I think as I said in the last episode, we're seeing where he sort of, like, comes into his role as the character we would eventually see in Rogue One. And it's kind of interesting to see how reluctant he is. But kind of like he has no choice because like one, he's on the run. Yeah, he, he you know he's still wanted for those two murders mm-hmm. he did. Um, so he yeah he is in a very sort of like, you know he would like to very much just stay out of the conflict, but he knows at the end of the day this is his sort of best and really only ticket to like at least living a decent life. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to say, and I, this is something I, w- I think it would be really cool. Uh, I don't think Star Wars is going to do this. I don't think um, they want to go de- delve in that deep. But what? But what if like the rebellion was filled with more like of these, not just reluctant people who had no choice in the same way that Andor himself is in, but also like, yeah, we've got some like criminals working with us. It's a, it, yeah, like, uh, sort of give it that, a little bit of that moral gray of, like, mm-hmm. you know, we had to, like, work with some sketchy people, because mm-hmm. they're the only ones that we can rely on to get this stuff done. As much as people, like, shit on, on, like, Last Jedi, at least that conversation was had with, um, what's uh, his name? Benicio Del Toro's character? Yeah, Benicio Del Toro, yeah. I forget his name, but he does have that sort of, like... Who do you think's funding all this stuff? It's like you know, both you know, both the resistance and the first order get you know, there's uh, people like funding them both ways, you know, mm-hmm. playing both sides. And it's like it, you know, Jews it's all doesn't matter that both the same, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I forget that character's accent, but he was a weird character. He was a weird character, but but he was kind of the but... yeah. He was like probably the only like I feel like people overlook him because he, he he's the he's, one he's like, weird. Yeah, because he yeah he's weird, but he also is the one that gives like. Probably, like, one of the most nuanced takes of Star Wars of, like, hey, listen, both of these sides, they're getting, you know, there's people, like, that are working both sides. Yeah. I mean, you know. There, there's there's a moral gray area for some people. It's not just simple as, 
things tend to be, you know? People get screwed over. And, like, that's kind of like the whole, like, casino scene in general. But it, it's written so awkwardly into the film. Yeah, because I feel like the point of the casino scene in Last Jedi was to show that, like, hey, there's just... There's there's probably groups of people who don't even care about the outcome of, uh, of because it doesn't affect them. Yeah, because it doesn't affect them. They have all this money. You know, they're gonna probably stay on top either way, kind mm-hmm. of thing. But it's so awkward about it that it just really doesn't do much, and it's kind of just an annoying side trip. And that's what people mostly remember the whole casinos thing to be. It's just like well, that was just a weird half adventure. What was that? What was the point of that? Yeah. You know? And it's, it, but like, it, it goes to the point of like we were talking about earlier, like, what I would like to see them do, but I don't think they're going to go for it. Because, like, and Cassian himself is like a gray character, is like a morally gray character, right? He's, he does some good, but he's done some bad. Yeah, straight up and, in that first episode. Like, he, he's, he's just trying to justify, like, hey, listen, I didn't start this, they started it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he, there was a moment where he could have just. Because the other officer was, he was him, like, like he was willing to give him an out, right? Yeah. Of just like, hey, listen, this was an accident. Because that's what it was. It, yeah. At the end of the day, it's like we we fucked up. I know you fucked up. Let's just go to the station together, explain it, and you know we can both go our separate ways. And then you know he's like, no, fuck that. <laughs> you know why? No, because no, he was scared. Yeah, he was scared, and also was like no witnesses. Yeah, no witnesses. He, he should have turned the gun sideways. Yeah, yeah, just like yeah. it's a kill shot. <laughs> Kill shot. <laughs> kill shot, kill shot. Uh, but like, uh, but no, like, I, I, I would like to see more of that. We got some of that in, like, say, the Clone Wars. But even then, there's still like this hints of like, yeah, but these are there's some st- there's like so good guys and bad guys. There's never really a moment where you're like, okay, but you know, th- these guys are still kind of shitty, you know? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, you're still gonna make the Empire a bad guy. Yeah, and. Well, and I guess I'm saying, like, I don't think they're going to delve into that because um, I don't think this is the right. Actually, no, this might be the right show for it. But, you know, I don't think maybe not this early into the season. Right. Right. Maybe next season we're like, because by the by the point of like Rogue One, he's already jaded. Like he, my man has, has no qualms of killing someone. Do you not remember how he like ruthlessly killed these two like this dude in Rogue One? I think I vaguely, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I always go back to that, and then I was like, "Oh shit, this is like a different tone of a Star Wars film," and it's sort of like him getting to know uh, was it Urso? Jin Urso, yeah. Jin Urso. He's like, "Okay, maybe there's still hope." <laughs> so I, we, I feel like the more we go into like uh, in the Andor show, the more we kind of see how he became so jaded, because that's a very interesting like plot, uh, you know, idea of a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so far, no, I'm with you, and like uh, that, I'm enjoying this. My only like complaint right now is that it's kind of slow. I can see that. I can see why that's sort of the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, of like, oh, it's just it feels a bit slow. Yeah, I, I am more. I, I think I'm fine with the way it's working out so mm. far, simply because, um. Like I think it's it's all purposeful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it's there to help build up. Uh, yeah, because there's a lot of build up going on. Yeah, build up like various things. Because right now, like it's building up in this sort of uh, like whole siege thing they're about to do uh, of this imperial armory, and mm-hmm. you know it's building up the tension of like 
and or having to meet all these new people who are very much like, hey, who the hell is this guy? He could screw up the plan, man. Yeah, he's a late addition, and you know he's not even using his real name mm-hmm. with these people because he was told not to. So it's very much like a, okay, you know, like it's like okay, what is this gonna like lead to? Is this gonna be some sort of like, uh, what kind of conflicts is gonna lead to? Is the plan gonna go right? Mm-hmm. What's gonna go wrong? All that stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's there to help, like, build up tension and at least try to build up, like, at least uh, Cassian's relationship to all these people, you know? Mm-hmm. So he doesn't want to, like, uh, you know, it's, it, it seems like it's going to, it might lead into some conflict there. So you're just sort of waiting that stuff. I mean, as well as it's also, like, looking into all the other stuff, like, with the... Uh, the Imperial inspectors, you know, like how there's sort of seems to be a little bit of internal conflict of like, hey, I want to do this thing. This is part of my jurisdiction. thing. It's like, no, fuck off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, listen, it's my, hey, listen, rookie, you know, new new girl. All right. This is my, you know, this is my stuff. Don't worry about this. And then we got yeah. uh, the other leads with like Mon Mothma. And we're probably going to see what's going on with the Imperial Senate. You know, it's a lot of like setup for stuff and like. No. I will say, hearing that the fact that we might go into this, the the you know the Senate, it makes you go like, ugh, you know, Oh, uh, because you're sort of like, you know, let's just say it might be written better since George Lucas is not writing the Senate storyline. No, I can see that because the Senate stuff was really like, it it wasn't great, it wasn't great in the prequels. No, I can I understand that. Um. I mean, you know, seeing probably... I mean, I think it would be at least interesting because now it's in it's the Imperial Senate. It's not the Senate that we know. True, true. They're all going to be trying to, like, get, like, um, support. And favor from the Emperor. Emperor. Heck, we... Uh, in this episode, she comes back, and I think it's her husband who has invited some senators, and she's like, those guys screwed over some people. I'm not really big fans of them. Why did you invite them? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So... Yeah, you know, clearly there's, like, conflict between all the senators and stuff, especially the ones that are, like, probably mm. working to better the Empire rather than trying yeah. to bring back the Republic, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, it, it could be more interesting this time around. I'm just saying. It could be. Yeah, you're right. Um, but w- it's a wait and see. Now, obviously, we're uh, going to go into She-Hulk, which is continuing again... Which is something I, I'm so glad that they're doing with this show. Uh, some people might not like some things about it, but what I like is that at least they're continuing through with their storylines. Because, mm-hmm. like, last episode, um, meets a new guy who's clearly interested in her as Jen. Because in the previous episodes, it was a lot of, like, hey, you know, I like being She-Hulk because I could be this, this, and that. Most people don't like Jen. Uh I kind of want them to like me and not just as She-Hulk but also as Jen because mm-hmm. that is the whole plot point of this uh, well, the through line of this episode essentially um, Jen and her day go well and then she basically gets ghosted yeah more more or less uh, she uh, they have you know they have a great time you know going real on. great time <laughs> yeah and then you know she's just like hey you know I had a great experience last night blah 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 and it's sort of just like why is he answering me <laughs> it's know. been it's been two days yeah it's like it's been three days now yeah it's like she's kind of going a little it's been four days now yeah she's kind of going a little like why isn't he talking to me anymore what what's going on here and in the meantime you know which is such like 
a real thing if you ever been like I've I've known people who are like do do like the online dating scene like and they would be like after a date they're like hey I had a fun time uh when when do you want to do this again and they're like no message more like sent unread sent right. unread or, or if you're very unlucky sent read no response <laughs> <laughs> where it's like they did read it and it was like just gonna ignore that mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's just very much like uh well that's kind of yeah which is like oh you know yeah yeah so you know it's it's it, it is i think it's probably one of the more relatable moments of, of the series i do that's like the... how off how much reliability that she hulk has with like a lot of like like audiences nowadays, right? Like there's a lot of stuff like yeah no I've known people that are like that. Yeah, I've I've known people who went through that same situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, in, in this whole episode is sort of just like not only like she has to deal with that, she also has to deal with uh Blonsky, you know. Yeah, because uh, he might have. I don't think he did. I I don't think he did either. It seems like his uh his little uh inhibitor collar that yeah. prevents him from turning into abomination uh his parole officer got like a little ping that it might have went off mm-hmm. you know it's not functioning well so they go to his retreat which is a very interesting uh place. i kept thinking like how the hell did he make this I'm like oh wait he had like what 11 wives or something that were sending him money and all that shit yeah so yeah you know um and it's just how much money do they have i don't know this is like some uh yogaville kind of shit yeah, it's a very sort of like namaste, you know, yeah. like doing some uh, weird shenanigan stuff. Here. But at least they was working for people. Mm-hmm. But because yeah, no, she goes in and um, she's very much just like trying to focus on like trying to get that message back. But she has no cell reception. There's no Wi-Fi. She's just like, and her guard gets messed up because there's other people that Blonsky's helping here. Yeah, which he's following through on what he said. And Jen has to essentially, you know, be part of the circle. Yeah, she has to. She's sort of forced. not a cult circle. But just no, like, no, no. But like, she's just sort of ha- forced to hang out at this retreat, just being yeah. like, I, I just don't. Just leave me alone. I want to be try to work on stuff. You know, I don't. By wanna... work on stuff, I mean to hope this man, <laughs> this guy, texts me back. Yeah, you know. So it's just very much that, and it does get to a point. Where she's just hanging out. She finally gets reception, and she's just sort of in the little corner while they're doing their little, uh, mm-hmm. uh, sort of like, so how have we been doing today? Well, what's our issues and stuff? And we see a colorful cast of characters here. We have uh, uh, El Aguila, right? Yeah. Is this uh, Spanish matador? I mean, he's not a matador. He, 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 he very much say like, that. He's like, I'm not a matador. I'm just very fashionable and uh, flamboyant a little bit. And uh, we have Manbull. Uh, there, I have. I feel like I have to look up to see if these are actual characters. Yeah, who is this half man, half bull genetic uh, experiment gone awry? We have mm-hmm. Porcupine, this guy who just, just he's in this weird porcupine suit. Yeah. Uh, I think they have a guy just named Stan, and he's a vampire. <laughs> like he says, he's a vampire. And he's always on about like you suck their blood. Like stop the fuck blood. up. Yeah, like because I mean, obviously he's like his father maybe Dracula. Yeah, you know so. I mean, he's never confirmed, but, I mean, he's hanging out in the daylight, so is he really a vampire? Who knows? Mm-hmm. And uh, a surprise guest shows up, and it's one of the uh, Wrecking Crew, mm-hmm. you know? And Jen gets, like, 
this guy, this asshole and his friends tried to jump me. And he's like, yo, calm down, calm down, you know. And it's sort of like, yeah, no, I've reformed. Listen, I learned that, you know, using magical <laughs> construction equipment just made me, got all to my head and made me and my boys feel like we were supervillains and stuff. You know, mm -hmm. and I'm sorry about that. And, you know, she's sort of forced into the circle now and they all have to talk about their problems and she sort of just finally opens up. Yeah, and we're not going to get into too much detail, but, like, it is a very, like, very good emotional scene. Yeah, and I think it highlights, I think, the main key uh, difference between, like, more like the main difference between what makes She-Hulk She-Hulk and what makes the Hulk the Hulk. You know, like, She-Hulk has her own problems. Yeah. And, like, this is sort of her sort of expressing, like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, I'm, like, the She-Hulk now, but... I still have all these problems, and, you know, I, I he just gets to me sometimes. Yeah, because, like, the thing about She-Hulk is that it's not a... Like, I've talked about this before. It's not a separate personality. It was never a separate personality. Yes, Hulk himself goes through a lot of trauma, but that's kind of like how he's written. Like, it's like a different personality, different aspect of his psyche, all this stuff. With She-Hulk, she never really had that issue, but she still has issues to deal with. Mm -hmm. Just because, you know, you're not this abused kid, because it doesn't mean you yourself do not have problems in life. You could be suffering from, like, you know, anxiety, you know, lack of, um, in, whatever, you know. Yeah. Anything, like, any issue that you feel like you have, that's a valid issue. There's a lot of people that tend to have that. And this is, like you said, it highlights that, because... Jen is not Hulk. He doesn't. She doesn't have that issue, but she does have these other issues to deal with. And so, like you said, this this like pretty much emphasizes everything, because even she's like, yeah, as she Hulk, I'm this, this, and that. But as Jen, I'm this, this, and that. Like, there's no good mix of the two. Yeah, and you can clearly tell this is where in she's going to have, eventually have to learn to be. You know, comfortable not just as She-Hulk, but as herself. Yeah. Which is such a good message to have. Yeah, I think that's sort of... Uh, mm. I think that's going to be, like... That's her big character developing moment for her. Because mm. I feel like she hasn't had a whole lot to... I guess... I'm not going to say struggle, but, like... There isn't... There hasn't been sort of, like, a character arc for her. Like, obviously, like, she's able to process her powers very well. And she's more. it's more of her reacting to various other things going on mm -hmm. in her life rather than just sort of like oh i need to figure out a way to you know improve myself in a weird in a way and you know this episodes are like ignore her acknowledging yeah no i i feel like these are my issues and i i really need to focus mm -hmm. on well no she has issues but they were very like kind of like not really talked about because mm -hmm. it's about like remember like the whole like i am she hulk that is who I am. And it's also like her, you know, coming to terms with that. But now she also has to come to terms with her being like, because of her coming to terms with being the She-Hulk, people more interested in her as She-Hulk. She's like, oh, but like, you know, do what they about, like, yeah, yeah do what you, about Jen? Do they like me for being Jen or do they just like me for being She-Hulk? Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and, then, okay. and then, then we go into what this episode is insinuating. And then like, as obviously we're going to go as far as we go, she has to accept her role. As She-Hulk and still be Jen. And yeah, probably, and I think this is probably going to be more or less the last bit 
of her character arc in this show is more like accepting that she has, you know, because uh, what Bruce said earlier, it's like, hey, listen, we have powers, we have to, do, you know, be responsible, and we have to use them for good. Yes, with great power comes great responsibility, mm-hmm. Bruce. You've heard that a thousand times. Yeah, so I feel like that's more or less probably going to be the last bit of her sort of character development. This is, is nine that, episodes, right? I think it is, yes. Uh, where it's like, hey, you know, yes, you know, being a lawyer is my job. Mm-hmm. It's what I always wanted to do. But at a certain point, I have to step up and be a superhero. Mm-hmm. As much as I, you know, didn't want it, at the end of the day, I gotta do what I gotta do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, plot points are coming back again, so we'll see how this turns out. But right now, I feel like this is, like, a very well-paced ep- show. Yeah, I think it is. Because, like, a lot of times, they're either too long, stuff in too much, or stuff in too much, or too short, and stuff in too much. Like for like the the thing with with Miss Marvel, as much as I enjoyed that first episode, it started deteriorating quality as it went along because it tried to stuff in too much. And then it started trying to like in that at a certain point it wrapped a lot some things up too quickly. Yeah, and not giving it enough time to like sit and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think She Hulk, thankfully, doesn't have that issue. I don't think. No. Uh, I will say we. Do learn what happened to uh, Josh, the, the dude. Yeah, we'll, we won't say what happened to him, but yeah, you'll we, see. We, we we do get like a last bit of like, oh, okay, that's what he's doing right now, you know? Mm. Uh, so, you know, th- th- things to come. Yeah. But again, it's <clears throat> it's such a nice scene. I really did enjoy that, uh, the, the the sharing circle. Yeah. That was like such a, like, a nice, like, you know, just chill racks thing. Not so much action. Which I'm like, that's nice. I like that. Just a nice character moment. Yeah, and I think that's what this whole episode is about. Is just b- making mm. character moment for Jen and having her sort of, you know, like sit down and talk things out. You know? Mm-hmm. Well, guys, I think that's about it. And again, this is more on the shorter side. But again, we're trying to spoil too much when it comes to Andor and She-Hulk. I know we, did, we delved into a lot of big plot points of She-Hulk. But trust me when I say... Like, the meat, we didn't even go into the meat of this, of this sandwich. Yeah, because I feel like, you know, the She-Hulk episode is very more of, like, it's a talking episode. We, we it's not, there isn't a whole lot of plot happening. It's more of uh, the mm-hmm. interaction she's having and, like, her opening up. And it's what's being opened up about her is what, what makes it important. Mm-hmm. And obviously we still have a lot of stuff to wait for. Um, I mean, everyone knows Daredevil's coming back. Yeah, it's a matter. It's a question of when and for how. You know, how and much. I will be talking at length of when he comes back, because the Daredevil Netflix show was like one of my favorite shows of all time, mm-hmm. and I will be. Well, I won't be as critical because I'm like I understand what they're trying to do. It's not gonna be the same thing, but you know, I at least want some a level of good writing for my boy. Right. Like, there's not been a bad Daredevil run, and I, the show has emphasized that. But anyways, yeah, um, if you guys enjoy what you heard, be sure to follow us on all social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Ethics Interiors, we're most active on Instagram, where you'll find a link tree to all the podcasts that we're officially part of, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, etc. Also, a link tree to the YouTube for all your audio listeners out there who want to put a base to the voice. That's where you'll find us. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and hit the bell icon. 
And we also have a Patreon for support in a new form of way. We just really have it up there if you, anyone ever decided to support us. But yeah, thanks for checking us out. Uh, She-Hulk and Andor are probably so far one of the better shows on Disney+. Plus. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, She-Hulk, I think, has been pretty good for, uh, for what it is. And I think it goes back to, like, what I was saying earlier. These shows aren't written to be, like, shows. They're written to be one-offs. This written, this feels like it's written to be a show. Yeah, like, it, it does feel like, I think, out of all the, um, past three D- Disney Plus shows, mm-hmm. uh, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, and now She-Hulk, She-Hulk has the most, like, interconnective tissues to the MCU. Mm-hmm. I mean, Miss Marvel obviously has a bit at the end where it sort of ties up, uh, okay, we're getting ready for the Marvels, the, Miss, the Marvels movie. Uh, Moon Knight is, is very disconnected, and it, you know, it makes sense for the, his character. But for She-Hulk, you know, it really is sort of uh, making use of being, like, a showcase of, like, hey, here's a bunch of different stuff happening in the Marvel Universe that you probably don't really have time to notice about you know yeah and it's nice to see one like there being more than just the stuff that you see from superheroes right because like oftentimes it's like oh there's a superhero there there's this going on that's not gonna matter but it's like oh yeah there's like a man bull (laughs) (laughs) and it's like random dude just like a quote-unquote matador even if he says he's not one there's a dude who's like in a suit, there's a goddamn supposed vampire, which yeah. I'm like, yeah, no, this is actually expanding more of the world. It, yeah, it is. It, it's weirdly like, kind of like showcasing. Yeah, this is a comic book universe, and there's a bunch of weird stuff that just goes around sometimes that you don't mm. really, uh, that doesn't really get uh, much notice. So yeah, you know, and also with Andor, it's it's very it's a very pleasant surprise. Again, like I said uh, last week, I was. If you were to tell me that we were gonna make a show about Andor, I was, I, you know, I, I'm very skeptical about it. But the way they're treating it, and the way it's coming out, uh, is a pleasant surprise, and I am uh, here for it. Mm-hmm. It's on the better side of a lot of stuff. Um, hopefully, this continues a trend. I know recent Marvel's gonna be a little ugh right now, but hopefully they'll they'll put it back up because there's a lot of good content they have over there. But yeah, that's the end of the episode. It's been me, your boy, Eli. It's me, Joe. You guys have a good one. Peace.